Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. you doing good morning you're listening to the arts house on corks 96 fm and c103 it's elmarie Ma at the microphone with you until 10 and connor talon's also here ready to go how you doing great to be here <laughs> <laughs> and between now and 10 we have another fantastic cork show for you coming up again today every single piece of music that we're playing is by a cork musician or a cork singer or a cork songwriter and uh, we're really looking forward to playing some familiar names and some new names as well. But we also have a few guests coming up for you on the show because while the panto season is more or less wrapping and wrapped up now at this stage, the theatres are once again kicking back into swing and there's other events coming up too. Yeah, would you believe it? We actually have something to do and that is of interest to people who are architects and engineers. It's from Engineers Ireland Cork. Paul Drigley, he spoke to me the other day. And also Tom Spaulding from the Decorative and Fine Arts Society, although they weren't expecting to meet this month, have a very special tour that might help you with the January blues. You might even find yourself over in The Hague if you stay tuned. Now, what kind of uh, keep fit routine have you decided for yourself already this year? Uh, Have you stuck with it? Would you stick with it for hours and hours and hours every day? Well, Angus Oak, Mike and Ali had to do something like that to prepare for the role he's currently on tour with. It's coming to the Everman Theatre for one night only. Fight night is what it's called. And we'll be chatting to him a little bit later on in the programme as well. But to start us off this morning, in the spirit of beginning with music composed and written and performed by Cork musicians, quite a number of Cork musicians actually play with the RT Concert Orchestra. And here they are with a composition by Daniel Murphy from Cork. This is called Into Light. Thank you. 
Isn't that just fantastic? That particular track is called Into Light. It's by Cork composer Daniel Murphy, a graduate of what was CIT, Cork School Music then. But that was a piece commissioned to launch the beginning of the foundation, I guess, of the Munster Technological University when it became MTU, uh, a particular commission that was sent out by the RT Concert Orchestra. And Daniel won it. It's just a most exquisite piece. It really, really is beautiful. It's called Into Light. And you can actually find that on YouTube if you want to look back for it. But you should look up Daniel Murphy anyway on all your socials and give him a follow. A really exciting, fresh Cork composer. Speaking of competitions, (laughs) here's one that might be of interest to both students and also engineers and architects or anyone with a vision for Cork City. In fact, there's two competitions with closing dates coming up pretty soon. Engineers Ireland, the Cork branch, Engineers Ireland, Cork, have (laughs) definitely a vision for Cork. After their 80th year as a society, they wanted to see what Cork was going to be like in 80 years' time. Fantastic. So I had a great chat with Padraig Leahy over the phone and I realised kind of halfway through the conversation, I should be recording this conversation. So I rang him back to pick up on the chat we were having. As he sat in the car somewhere outside a market in County Cork, we carried on this conversation about Engineers Ireland, 80 years old, and what's Cork going to look like in 80 years' time. Year. Because of lockdown, I suppose you were telling me, you couldn't meet like you used to. So what did you do instead? Well, we knocked our heads together and we came up with a different way maybe of engaging with the broader membership and engaging with the public a little as well. And we came up with the idea, well, it's, not our, it's not the first time it's happened in Cork, but a, an idea to design the concept for Cork City in 80 years' time. And there's probably no real significance in the 80 years number, only that we were celebrating the 80th birthday of the organization in the region. And that brought us up to the turn of a century or thereabouts. And so why not, right? So imagine a sustainable design for Cork City and the greater municipal area. Yeah. What's the concept for that, right? Engineers tend to end up more in execution than the... Vision. The yeah. uh, con- vision and the conceptual yeah. side of things, right? And they tend to, tend to just focus on the execution and not look up at all, right? And we'll be given out about the problems that happen at the execution phase. Well, here's an opportunity to have some influence, right? Yeah. And also it's an opportunity to just open the minds. You're not answerable to any boss, company, client here. So come up with ideas and float ideas that might just otherwise never see light of day. I think one thing that Cork City has as an advantage is it's a city that can't expand forever. It's kind of geographically limited in a way because I suppose the hills and the valleys, you know, the shape of the geography yeah. of the city. Yeah. So when we build anything around, um, we're limited to what we can do. And I think that's a good thing because that's a big selling point for like 
anyone visiting Cork is everything's within walking distance. Would that be part of the vision? Everything within walking distance? I think it will be a, a strong, my own view is it will be a strong influence, right, based on what I'm seeing and hearing from my colleagues, mm. right? There is a convenience to Cork, for sure, that you wouldn't enjoy in Dublin, say, for example, yeah, right? Yeah. You can literally get around Cork. I did live in Cork City myself for about five years, some time ago, and it really was easy and convenient, you know? And I think to make that accessible and sustainable mm. for a growing population is, is a thing, right? The city and the harbour as well, like, is a completely yeah. underutilised resource in so many ways, I think. Do you know what's been blocking the utilisation of the harbour? I suppose when you're around something all the time, you take it for granted and you don't even think about it. Mm. There's been lots of initiatives happening in recent years. Okay, first off, you have the movement of the port of Cork down to Ring of Skiddy. Yeah, right? yeah. And to be fair, that organization looks like 50 years ahead all the time. They really think strategically, right? So yeah. it didn't just happen in the past couple of years. They've been working at that for a long time, yeah. right? And it's coming to fruition. Now we're starting to see it and it's opening up, you know, opportunities for the South Docks and that type of thing, right? Mm. And then also you have the likes of the Cork Harbour Festival and Metal Mora. Yes. And the Ocean of Cork race. Yeah. And that opened people's minds to the harbour in a big way as well, because I'm a kayaker, so I'm you know <laughs> I'm aware of the harbour, right? Um, so you know you think well, I had us over there. There's a nice pub and grub there. Cove is here. Monkstone's here. Cork is up there, right? Yeah. What, why why wouldn't you go on a a little bit of a tour? Of, uh, I'll say a food crawl, not a pub crawl, because that would be irresponsible, right? But uh, um, on, on the water, right? And people are starting to see that. I'm a great advocate of the fact that the waterways of Cork are underutilised. I completely agree. Yep. And I always wondered why we don't have water taxis in Cork, you know? Well, there's that. Right? We have another competition for the students. Mm. And that's to design a concept for a River Lee or Lower Harbour Crossing. Ah, great. Great. Yeah. That Harbour Crossing isn't necessarily a bridge yeah. or a tunnel or anything, right? It's a crossing. It's getting people and our goods across, right? And we're targeting the students um, for that competition. Okay. okay. And again, you get to you get the freedom of mind because it's just a competition. There's no client bearing down on top of you with a deadline and a budget and a schedule and all that kind of stuff. But it's literally open the minds. What comes out? Do you see where the winners entry would go? Is there a path? Um, I hope it just doesn't sit on a shelf. Well, it's not going to sit on a shelf, yeah. for sure, because the number of the committee members work for local authorities. I think we can, it's likely that there will be a, a gallery or a display of these as well for a period of time in some public place. So people will be able to see and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get them on the web as well, right? So they'll Brilliant. be aired. And if, you know, there are things that look interesting, we will be talking about them. That's great. That's and we, great. And we'll maybe back on to yourself sometime in, in March or something like that. Go, here you go. We've got the spaceship that crosses the River Lee for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's about opening up the mind and then letting those ideas be seen, right? Because that's how we progress. What I love is the fact that there is room in Cork for the new, the futuristic, but also for preserving the old as well, because that's part of the character of the city. Oh, there is, yeah. And I think the likes of what I've seen as a proposal over the South Docks, there is a Biocallan Properties, I think it is, incorporating the, the flour mills into a development. Like, yeah. 
that's nice. It really is nice, right? Because there's a bit of a story that will now still be told, if, if you know what I mean, yeah. right? Um, that could otherwise be lost, right? And it's not just about, I don't know, lip service, right? It really is the story of the city. Yeah. And look, it's in keeping with how the city developed. We kept developing down river and more crossings and building up, right, as it grew, if you go back in time, say, 200 years, right? So that was the trend. Are there any cities that you would look up to in terms of the way, you know, cities that got it right? I suppose I spent a short period of time in Sydney, if we just consider the, the use of the harbour and the use of the water that's made there. It's, it's, it's incredible, right? Mm. Anecdotally, it is the largest natural harbour. Cork Harbour is the second largest yes. in the world. Right? Yeah. The use, what you, were on, you mentioned, water taxis, ferries, floating casinos, Everything, yeah, floating and, hotels. And then all the rec- yeah. then all the recreational activity as well, right? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the climate does help things a little bit, but it's just get out there and do it is the attitude, and they and they're, they're amenable to that. It's that's not restricted or discouraged by the authorities or anything like that. It's Great. just managed, and it, it, that part of it is done really well. A city to live in? I don't know. I've spent time some months in London, and on a couple of occasions, some months in Athens in Greece. Okay. And the only thing that sticks out in my mind, right, is that I didn't really want a car if I was in London yeah. or in Athens, right, because it would be a pain to mind and to get around, right. And the public transport services that were there in both cities meant that I didn't really need a car. And I think that that needs consideration. I can see a bit picture building already where you're talking about sustainable living where everything is within walking distance that we can use the waterways the Cork will be seen internationally as a maritime destination as much as a, a city yeah. centre and I think that's already on the cards and has been spoken about in the past that should definitely be part of the, the vision for the future but you're throwing it out to both engineers and to students where would you send them um, to have a look at these because the, the closing dates are coming up pretty soon the closing date for entry is the 18th of February for okay. entry, the competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm reluctant to tell them to look at other places, right? Because then you're into the copying space, right? I'm really pushing people to, and the brief is deliberately open, right? So yeah. it's to be not um, slanting a view, right? Mm-hmm. And just to let people open the minds, imagine that, take the blinkers off, let's see, what could we, what can we think of, right? Excellent. Uh, we have some constraints, as you point, pointed out, but they're given us by geography, and that's a good thing because a completely blank canvas is, is a very difficult thing to, to approach, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, pretty much it, yeah. So, where do people go? Is it Engineers Ireland Cork? www.engineersirelandcork.ie. Um, and yeah. there are two competition design competition pages on that website, the Excellent. students and the professionals. And from there they can a quick description of the competition is is there visible and if they want to get the full brief and rules regulations and all the rest of that email addresses are on those pages as well and we'll be only too happy to reply back it's engineers there's a group type approach so you can have a group of people enter just one of them has to be a member of the organization so if you had mm. a number of professions or students in the built environment area shall we say so architects surveyor, whatever, then there's an opportunity for them to participate as well. Okay. I'm sure the word will be spread. We can start spreading the word ourselves here on Sunday. 
and good luck with that. Appreciate it. Thank um, you. I actually enjoy the little walk we took both around Cork present and Cork future. So I hope that the ghost of Cork future <laughs> will come to <laughs> fruition uh, in 80 years, way beyond our lifespan. But it's great yeah. to see that Cork will live on and is constantly looking to the future as the way it always did. Podigly, thank you. Thank you very much. Many thanks, Connor. Bye bye. That sounds so, so interesting. Now, if there weren't a lot of engineers or architects up this morning, because they are hard-working people, <laughs> and they work long hours. Maybe their uh, wives, their mothers, their husbands, yeah, their daughters, their sons, or their grandparents. Do, I mean, are you one of those people who goes, my son, the engineer? <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Pass on the My word. granddaughter, she's an architect. All you have to do is remember that the email address is www.engineersireland.com. Cork.ie. That's all you have to remember. Engineers, Ireland, and Cork. They're yeah. one of the bigger societies and more longer established ones as well. So. That sounds fascinating. You know, and where Cork will be in the next eight years, there's actually quite a lot of sort of open consultation going on at the moment. And it's well worth checking in with not just the City Council website for the vision for the city centre, uh, but also Cork County Council's website because they quite often have open submissions as well. And you know what? You don't have to wait sometimes for an open submission. Are you sitting on the best idea for some part of County Cork? Send it in to the county council. This is how things happen, you know. Don't yeah. go just go around saying, do you know what they should do? Do you know what they should actually do? <laughs> well, go and tell them. Tell them what they should do. And this is a brilliant competition. And I don't think we have to wait 80 years. Either. No. <laughs> you know, I would love to be able to get on a water taxi. Absolutely. You know, and just buzz off down the canal. Um, we've done it in Dublin, you know. It's gorgeous. Just what do you mean? We've done it in Dublin. We've done it once. You're blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. I know it's an idea, and pardon the pun, which has been floated from time to time, and people have talked about coming up and down uh, from the East Harbour, but it would be just amazing. But that's just one idea. You know, there's probably loads more. It is for engineers and architects, after all. So go and check out the website. Tell anybody in your family or your circle of friends who is in the field of engineering or architecting and tell them to get on it. You know, why not? What have you got to lose? And it could be the very thing that we've all been waiting for. Thanks a million, Jess. That's Jessline in the newsroom. Now then, Connor, you've been taking a look at the front of the papers, but of course, there is only one story on the nation's mind. Absolutely. If you just look at the Sunday Times, the front page there is DNA of new Ashling murder suspect seized is the main story there. The Irish Mail on Sunday, quote, suspect at Canal Day prior before to killing and Sunday Independent closing in on a killer and zero tolerance is the other um, headline on uh, one story dominating the front page of the Sunday Independent. All I would sto- say though that you know while that story is the mm. story that obviously has to continue yep. the, just the story of all the most incredible vigils that have been held right around the country it's yep. just extraordinary and then the impact it's having abroad um, and the ways the story is being picked up abroad and the how the whole country has been rocked, I suppose, and knocked yeah. and affected by it. Uh, that's that's the real story, the coming together yeah. of Absolutely. I was the people of Ireland. The Guardian yeah. during the week, um, that was the main story, it was mostly about the vigils and yeah. how the whole community yeah. have just come around um, and joined together. It's extraordinary. 
The Sunday Times also has a story on the front page uh, talking about hundreds of thousands of booster jabs on the brink of being binned. More than 400,000 doses of booster vaccines held by Irish family doctors will go out of date over the next two weeks if enough people do not present themselves for booster jabs. So go out there. They're there for you. Take them. Book yourself in. They're otherwise they're just not going to be used. And on that story, the business post um, quotes a WHO expert saying that the spread of Omicron means that COVID could become like the common cold. That's the main story in the business post. And if you go back to the um, the Sunday uh, one of the other Sunday papers uh, Sunday Independent, actually I have the page here COVID could run out of steam as soon as March is also another story there by Ali Bracken which is great um, it's supported also by Luke O'Neill in an article saying that our vaccination rates are world class and we've got good immunity. So let's put the pandemic behind us. Uh, we need to see the plan for reopening now is the story there. Like Now, just for something completely different, uh, there was an interesting article <laughs> in The Independent as well talking about RT viewers uh, criticising forecasters for speaking too quickly, blocking out their maps and not wearing the right clothes. Okay? <laughs> oh, for God's sake um some of the <laughs> some of the complaints you see jess the way jess is dressed up when she does the weather my god she wears one outfit there to do the news yeah. and then straight away it's into her weather presenting outfit she just wouldn't see the quick she's a real quick change artist so she is in the newsroom i mean <laughs> would she get criticized for wearing black clothes on saint patrick's day um lack of formality in greeting oh, viewers god's and sake. listeners this is among the complaints anyway but there were only 41 complaints over the last year anyway so it's not too bad 13 of which came in August for some reason or other um, one complaint was about they thought that the show was a bit of a, a fashion show I mean look, Jane Byrne has often caused a stir with her outfits I love her also, clothes she's I think it's fantastic so look, bring it on as far as I'm concerned and like not me. only that but Jean also showcases Irish designers you know, and goes out of her way to do that when, yeah. as much as possible. So I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's just an interesting article if you just ah, want to God. see. Anyway, the headline When the weather there, is dull, you need something to brighten <laughs> up, don't you? The, the headline is Gripes about spelling outfits are weathered by Met Aaron. And Go finally, on, <laughs> the film of the week uh, has been well picked and it is The Death of Stalin. It's on Monday night, tomorrow night at half past nine on TG Car. If you've seen The Thick of It or Veep, you'd understand it's the same writer, Armando Inucci, who's a brilliant satirist altogether. He's behind this story that became a film in 2017 called The Death of Stalin, and uh, it's a brilliant piece of black humour from Russia altogether. Yeah, you can just see all the guys terrified now that Stalin has suddenly died. What do we do next? Paralysed in power at the very top. And so he carries that... um, I suppose comedy of errors. Yeah, TG Carr has a nth degree. Yeah, a brilliant very... lineup of films all the time. So yeah, that's yeah. tomorrow night, isn't it? Tomorrow night at half nine in TG Carr. Worth yeah. setting the recorder. Now yeah. you are, of course, aware that uh, the last couple of weeks we were talking about playing, you know, more music. I suppose on a Sunday morning, and also trying to support our Cork singers, songwriters, and artists. And we just didn't have enough time last week, so we put out the call to say, you know what, there are so many voices and composers and singers out there, um, and we want 
to give you a chance to have airtime and radio play if it fits in with our playlist on a Sunday morning. So Barry John sent me a song that he composed and he got Anya Whelan to sing it. And we had Anya singing her own tunes on the show last week. But here she is. Barry said he just absolutely adores how she lets this take fly. The song is called Let's Take a Stroll. And it's my first time playing something from Barry John here on Cork's 96FM and C103.
at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. Yeah. 
still feels like the two of us No one else I'm around I couldn't pass her eyes Still feels like the two of us I couldn't pass her eyes Lovers by surprise I really love that track. The band is One Morning in August, Lovers by Surprise. And I can see on Twitter, actually, uh, during the week, I could see that they have an announcement that their next single, which is being released on the Cork record label, Cork FIFA, is going to be called Wasted Love. And it's coming out on February 14th, Wasted Love on Valentine's Day. Lads, what are you going to do to us all together? But the thing about this is I'm really interested is they are going to be releasing it exclusively on two particular platforms which go to support particularly independent artists. One of them is Bandcamp, which we've talked about so often here, a hugely well-known and respected international platform. The other is a new Irish music streaming service that I haven't come across before. It's called Minim. M-I-N-M. M-I-N-M. So um, when I checked out that account, they said it's a new streaming platform for independent artists that pays fairly and transparently. I think that's kind of what's coming through a lot of the underground noise that's coming through from singers, songwriters and various musicians. So anyway, one morning in August... Another great Cork band, their new single is going to be coming out on Valentine's Day on both Bandcamp and Minim. So I'm going to check that out when the time comes around. Now, Le Blian the Nuis, V. Claire Sands, a Comicio, Le Dinaig Sula, Casula, Tommy Sands, a Slima Mwainly, Bree Dean, a Casahela, a Auroin Macaronic, a Via Geshtica, Shin Mascon, Bearla, a Casquelga, a mix of English and Irish in each song. A Casusic Sheen Vlian, Le Auron Untach, Vlian and Norgis Docha, a Casumshi. Susan O'Neill, Huder Gudiantra, Hassader Eravruch, Agus Danader, a caravan, Erfag Ga Law, Agus Shah, and Tauron, a Honigas. Agus Avring Lodi Whisper my secrets Embracing thee Oh carry my song Across the sea
Claire Sandsva, Kindlin, Erin Lord. It's always fantastic to have Claire on the program, and I have to say that particular project that you had, Tirdrucha Agus Fuimdrucha, landscapes and soundscapes, was pretty amazing. You know, she basically took her favourite or a couple of musicians she really wanted to work with to fantastic locations around the country. They walked around for a day or two. They chatted. They got to know each other. Some of them she knew. Some of them she met for the first time. And then they sat down and over the course of 24 to 48 hours they composed arranged performed and recorded a song and uh, filmed a video all in the one it was absolutely amazing and I know that she has actually just released uh, I think an EP of the songs that came out of that project and it also has original artwork and the cover of it so it's really really beautifully produced it's a gorgeous thing to have and if you're interested in macaronic songs if you're Montasimagut um, well, that's an interesting one to check out. Check out Claire Sands and have a look for that EP. Really, really gorgeous collection and exciting to see where she's going next with that. Now, a little bit of film news on the way. Triscoll is really busy, isn't it, Connor? Yeah. You're asking me to have a good look around to see what's going on in the Triscoll. So I just had a quick peek at their programme of films. One of them is finishing today at 25 past three. And it's called The Card Counter. Um, the director is Paul Schrader. If you haven't heard of him, you might have heard of some of his films. One of them is Affliction and another one is American Gigolo. So uh, he's a fairly intensive uh, cinematic director altogether. And there's a great cast and it includes Willem Dafoe, who's one of my particular favourites as well. You always go on about him whenever a film comes on. Oh, yeah, if he's in it, if he's decided to be in it, it must have been a fine script anyway. Like, you know. Anyway, it's a revenge thriller and it tells the story of an ex-military interrogator who's turned gambler, haunted by the ghosts of his past decisions. And it fe- features riveting performances by Oscar, <coughs> Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and as I said, Willem Dafoe. And it's on today at 3.25 in the Triscoll Arts Centre. That's its last showing, okay? The card so, counter. And yeah. I have to say that I'd be no good at that now. Yeah. I mean, my nine-year-old nephew whips me at 45. <laughs> Never mind anything else. Here we go. What's the next one? Anyway. That's um, finishing today, so there must be a new batch today. of films coming in. Yeah, there is. Uh, starting on Wednesday at 5 to 3 in the afternoon. This is one that caught my eye. It's made in loads of different countries France, the United States Germany, Belgium, Mexico in 2021 and um, it is Leos Carrack's film um, one of his I suppose scripts that he was more famous for was Holy Motors which was a great script altogether uh, Leos Carrack's is described as Lit visionary, and this is an epic musical on the pitfalls of love, of fame, and of fortune. And it stars Oscar nominee Adam Driver and Oscar winner Marion Cotillard. And it just tells the glorious, glamorous lives of seemingly perfect celebrity couple. And it's a musical that might be the cracks begin to show as you go from perfect to imperfect. What so, a combination! Yeah, what and, an international funding yeah. for something like this! Amazing. Yeah. So anyway. That's that's at 5 to 3. It's the matinee showing starting on Wednesday right through to next Sunday. That's Annette. And it's described as a forthright and declamatory and crazy spectacle in The Guardian. Um, also, the, the film showing uh, earlier on in the day at 25 past 12 and later on.
later on in the afternoon at five to six is um, a piece called Titan or Titane. I suppose it's named after titanium. And it just tells a simple story of a father being reunited with a son who has been missing for 10 years. Okay. So that's uh, 25 past 12 and 5 to 6. <laughs> the gremlins aren't in the system. It's me <laughs> in the system hitting the wrong buttons. But I have to say what I wanted to come on to next was also the fact that at Triskill they have a fantastic live music programme as you know all the time. And uh, The next one that's coming up is a fantastic collaboration under Music Network featuring beautiful beautiful sounds of violas in traditional music. So you have Seamus Maguire on viola and fiddle, Nia Varian Barry on viola, fiddle and voice and Jerry O'Byrne on voice and guitar. And that's going to be the most divine combination actually. That's coming up on Saturday the 5th of February. But as with all the uh, films in Triscoll and everything else in Triscoll, you have to go and book your tickets online. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll be heading for news with Jess after this. Quartz 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Quartz 96FM and C103. The Arts House. And you're very welcome back to the programme. It's Elmery and Connor here with you until 10. Just a small little traffic notice which came in to say that the traffic lights at the top of the straight road to the Ballancolic side, I presume that's the junction heading down towards the Anchor's Rest, they're out and it's a junction that people come at at great speed. So slow down, the lights are out, you won't um, you won't have anything to guide you there. Going to carry on another hour of fantastic music from Cork singers, songwriters and bands. Here's another one new to the playlist. It's from West Cork outfit Low Mountain. She holds back the sea from the land. She holds back the sea from the land She washes her hair by the red of the strand She's my home my home 
my home She's mine Your aching arms always welcome me She guides my heart from the head of the galley She's my home She's my home She's my home Yeah, she's mine And you know, that track would not have come onto the playlist. And in fact, I have some more Cork tracks that wouldn't have come onto the playlist had we not just said last week, you know, and it's funny. Uh, we don't have a team of researchers, myself and Connor, on a Sunday morning. There's nobody here in the team for the arts show uh, going around to all the gigs and recording everybody. We really do depend on you to get in touch with us. So what I want you to do is spread the word. We are featuring Cork singers, songwriters, musicians and composers and we are really, really, really keen to give people the airplay they may not have been having up to now and the exposure on air. I know you have so many devoted and dedicated fans who absolutely rave about you and will follow you to every gig but uh, we want to spread the word further so literally go on the Corks 96 FM or C103 FM web pages and click through to the various emails and there's loads of contacts for all of us on those and I'm particularly interested in hearing from you so you can click on the page for the Arts House here on a Sunday morning and uh, I've been really enjoying listening to so much new music myself and Connor in the kitchen haven't we? We've just loved it and also, just to tell you, there are easier ways of getting in touch with us, and that's what Elmarie was just telling us about. I remember I got a text the other, actually just last night, who said he got his my number from a friend of a friend of a friend, and he'd heard about, he'd actually got a few calls about 
quote, the new radio show for songwriters. <laughs> okay. So look, it's not new. We've been here all along <laughs> and we have a whole Cork playlist, but I wanted to kind of refresh it because I know there are so many brand new, up and coming uh, singers, songwriters, composers, and the whole lot of it, guys. Look, musicians, we are just, Cork is on fire right now. I keep saying it. Cork is on fire right now. It's a golden age for music all around the county and we want to hear from you, whether it's trad, jazz, whether it's funk, <laughs> whether it's uh, folk. We literally want to hear the lot and we hopefully will uh, gradually sprinkle some more seasoning and salt on the programme every Sunday. But for the month of January, absolutely everything we play simply and solely has to do about Cork. Um, We'll be talking about Cork Theatre very, very soon on the programme. But all our music right through the month of January is only by Cork composers and singers. Okay, uh, who's our next one now, Connor? We're off to galleries again. Yes, indeed. And it has nothing to do with Cork, I'm afraid. Okay. Absolutely. What we're going to do is explore the world of art. And it's not at home. So if you stay tuned, you'll actually find out a way of going on a little bit of a holiday from your the luxury of your armchair because Tom Spaulding from the Cork Decorative and Fine Arts Society got in touch with me by email during the week wishing us a happy Christmas and a happy new year and I wasn't expected to talk to him until sometime in February when mm. their season would kick off but they've organised something that's going to take place on the 22nd of January at half 11 in the morning so if you're curious well, listen to this Tom, since we last spoke, I could nearly say Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And I wasn't expecting to... it flew by, didn't it? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk to you again until February because there was a small break in in January for the Decorative and Fine Arts Society. But this opportunity has arisen. I was just going to actually ask you, have you any holidays planned, by the way? I wish I did. I think all of us have missed out on on trips and um, family events abroad and... That's kind of partly one of the reasons we have arranged a very special event for next Saturday, uh-huh. 22nd of January. Okay. So um, many of us would have liked to maybe go to one of the, the Continental Museums or Art Galleries over the last year or so. Mm. And the Cog Decorative and Fine Arts Society have very strong links with the Maritz House Museum in The Hague in the Netherlands. Okay. And we have arranged for a virtual tour of the collection of the gallery by one of their staff, uh, a lady called Jane Choi, who is an expert on, especially on 17th century Dutch art. And the Mouse House is, is one of the most beautiful buildings in Holland, and it has a world-famous collection of Dutch painting from the Golden Age. And I suppose the, the one that everybody will know is yeah. the girl with the yeah. pearl earring, um, <laughs> yes. which has been a book and a film and, and, and reproduced very widely um, uh, the anatomy lesson of, of Dr. Tulp uh, by Rembrandt is another part of the collection which many of you will, your listeners will know yeah. and the wonderful painting of the, of the goldfinch as well um, which I think also made it to the cover of a book too so th- these images are, are part and parcel of the fabric of, of our visual culture really um, and it's a great opportunity one of the things that I was told from the Crawford Art Gallery was they kind of sent a press release about how the year gone by had progressed. And the the, the exhibition that was visited the most was also, <laughs> believe it or not, a Dutch master, his sketches. He Indeed, was the most, yeah. yeah, the most popular visited exhibition in the Crawford of the year. There's a it's huge really interest. Something. It, it is interesting. I mean, this, this work is, you know, four of 
or even you know, 500 years old, and, and it still has the power to arrest you when you see it. It still has that magnetism. And it, and it isn't, I suppose, it, you know, Rembrandt is a marquee name, if you yeah. want to put it in yeah. those terms. But, but even if you go just because, oh, he's famous, I'll, I'll go along and see the show. When you go and look at the show, you really start to understand why he was so famous, the quality of the work that was on show. You know, that was the reason people were going. It wasn't just because he, he's such a famous name. And, and I think um, there'll be opportunities to, to, to delve deeper into his work and uh, Vermeer and some of the other great Dutch masters in this, uh, in this um, special tour. Now, if I told somebody that they could get a tour to a world-famous museum, art museum, and it would only cost them a fiver. They wouldn't believe me, would they? <laughs> no, it's cheaper than Ryanair, isn't it? <laughs> For a fiver. Uh, fiver fee, my friend. <laughs> that's, that's the price. Um, the, the best thing to do if anyone is interested is to, to visit the Cork Decorative and Fine Arts Society um, Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Cork DFAS, okay. um, mm-hmm. or to check us out on Twitter at, at Cork. D-F-A-S, and there's a link there on that to Eventbrite, and from there you'll be directed to Zoom, and um, the presentation will be done that. But it will be a live presentation; it won't be um, pre-recorded. Excellent. And um, the, uh, the it is kind of a quite a smart bit of technology, so we'll be able to kind of have a virtual tour moving round the gallery. Oh. Uh, because to be honest with your listeners, if you even went to Holland, um, the Maris House is closed because as many of you will know they have a lockdown in place in, in the Netherlands at the moment. Oh. So even if you were um, lucky enough to be there, you wouldn't be able to go around the Marriott's house, but you can do it from the comfort of your armchair um, with, this, uh, with this bit of technology. So okay. Um, okay. it's well worth um, investigating. And okay. uh, any, anybody at all is welcome to, to go onto our, um, our Facebook page or our uh, Twitter account and uh, follow the, the connection to Eventbrite and hopefully see as many of you as possible virtually speaking anyway, on the 22nd of January. And what time exactly have you to sit in your armchair? <laughs> <laughs> well, have your cup of coffee by your side at half past 11 in the morning. That's, that's the time Brilliant. it is. And it, it'll be live, so yep. you won't be able to like, log in later. So this is a live event. Actually, there's something exciting about that thought, you know, because January I always found was a grey month. And just to put a little bit of colour, a little bit of history, and a little bit of travel just into one small package for one small price, and you don't even have to be a member of the Decorative and Fine Arts Society. You've opened your doors to the world for everybody to join along. But that might lead to people getting interested in what you do on a monthly basis. Well, obviously, that that would be a nice nice additional benefit for us. And our new season, as you mentioned, starts on the the 4th of, of February. Um, and uh, you know anyone who's welcome, who is welcome to join the organisation as well. But I suppose what we wanted to do was arrange something you know, to, 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 sh- to, to lighten the, the winter and to shorten the, the winter and have an event that um, you know anybody in the country could could log into and enjoy. It's kind of exclusive to to us. It's not a, an event that's been broadcast or webcast to to anyone else. Um, so it's, it's it's just you know something we've arranged and something that anyone uh, in, on the island is welcome to to log into. Excellent. Well done. Um, and I look forward to talking to you next month when yeah, you get back please. to your new season. So in the meantime, enjoy the tour and uh, your chair <laughs> from home. <laughs> and hopefully we might see a few new faces turning up next month. So until then, Indeed, Tom. Hope for that. Thank yeah. you very much. Take Good to talk to you. Bye. Bye. 
Well, anybody who is already pining after the Rembrandt exhibition, which closed last Sunday in the Crawford, we called in again, actually, just to be there for the last day. And, you know, we went straight down practically after we finished on air last Sunday. And I was amazed at the people who were already... It had just you know, opened. The gallery had just opened. And the numbers were coming in already at around 11 o'clock. Like, you know. Loads of people coming in to see it for the first time. And some people coming in to kind of see it again and say goodbye to the sketches for the last time, the etchings. It was just really, really beautiful and fantastic uh, exhibition included as well from Cork Printmakers and interesting to see what's coming up from Cork Printmakers for the new year ahead. So if you are, in fact, already pining after the Rembrandt, this is a fantastic uh, idea. Yeah, that's right. So that's on next Saturday at half eleven. So just remember the Cork, the Decorative and Fine Arts Society, DFAS. They're the kind of key letters you have to remember. And that's how you'll find their Facebook page or their Twitter account, whatever it is. In the meantime, what has replaced the exhibition that closed there last Sunday? Well, on Saturday the 29th of January, there's an exhibition called Saturation, the Everyday transformed. It's a major exhibition of contemporary photography and it has been curated by William Laffin and Dawn Williams from the gallery. Basically the preceding generation of photographic artists showed a bias towards landscape or maybe place uh, subject matter but the artists here uh, 13 of whom have put humanity in all its colourful and gloriously messy complexity at the very centre of their practices. And basically, what emerges is a very colourful generation of photographers. And the curators basically commented by saying that they're delighted to be working with 13 extraordinarily talented artists who push the boundaries of colour in their photography as they transform the everyday of life into art. Yeah, it's messy. I have seen some of the, the bits that are coming up. I love the word they use, messy, but also pushing the boundaries of colour. I mean, yeah. like, what a contrast to go from the 1600s yeah. uh, right up to the modern Monochrome day. Monochrome sketches. Boom. You know, yeah, to <laughs> full technicolour surround yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Okay, so that's opening in two weeks' time. 29th. Yeah. Yes, excellent stuff. Um, Michael has sent in a text to say, please play something from Ruby Horse this morning. Gotcha.
somewhere, baby, that we know nothing about. And all the wilderness of love we shall be found. Sounds there from Ruby Horse. I want to get lost again. I cannot wait to hear what half of these guys have got lined up for the rest of the year. There's going to be some great, great music coming out of Cork on Cork labels from Cork Studios, some great Cork producers. Let's not really forget that those are the guys who put such amazing, amazing sounds together as well. Uh, here's a brand new artist, Romilly Maguire. Hadn't heard of her before either. And a wonderful, wonderful song that she sent me in. This is called Lonely Goodbye. I'm really looking forward to hearing more from this you, Sarah, as well. One last coffee in the morning No more socks left on the floor Look at the stars, they're falling For you So sad It ain't always been this bad I got life in the back of my mind And I'm waving him a lonely goodbye
What a track. Now listen, Romilly Maguire, I hope that gets national airplay for you because it's worthy of it. Romilly sent me an email uh, when we were talking about it last week in the show. She's one of the people who sent in her tracks and there it is on air already within seven days. And I have to say, I really love that track. And Romilly says that she finished... Um, a level five qualification in music management and sound in Cloche de Serfonefa when she finished school. And then she uh, applied and was accepted into the popular music degree in the School of Music. And she's in second year there. And isn't that just fantastic? She produced an EP of five tracks at Wayfield Studios in Clan last summer. That's one of them. And I can't wait to hear what else she's got in her bag of tricks. Really, really love that and can see a big future for her. Now, Panto season. I actually have. We have the recording of the Everman Panto Aladdin. We were due to go to it and unfortunately it was one of the productions that had to, or one of the performances that had to be cancelled. And I know I've been seeing loads of productions and updates on social media from people since during the week who've been raving about it again. But we're going to sit down today and have a panto afternoon for ourselves. I can't wait for it. But that is basically the end of... (laughs) Get away out of that. That is basically the end of panto for 2021 slash 22 in the Everman now. And it's time for the new season of theatre to begin. And coming into the Everman for one night only is Angus Og McAnally. Now, we've had his father, of course, Angus McAnally on the programme a couple of times before. Uh, and when I was a child, I absolutely adored, what was that programme used to be on Saturday mornings? Anything Goes or something like that. I loved that as a kid. And not only that, but we didn't have his grandfather. We were talking about the fact that Connor, you and your acting career, worked with his grandfather. And so when I was talking to Angus Og McAnally, I told him that little story ahead of speaking about this particular production called Fight Night, which is coming to the Everman this week for one night only. We were chatting this morning and my husband, who co-presents the show, uh, was telling me that not only had he spoken to your grandfather, but he, in fact, was in a fight scene with your grandfather. (laughs) Wow, now we're talking. (laughs) Now we're talking. This is going back to the movie Taffin. And Connor... Yes, of course. (laughs) Connor was in his very, very early days fresh into acting and played the part of one of these thugs. There was a few thugs in that movie. And there was a scene that was being shot in a kind of a toilet scene. He had to push Ray, your granddad, up against a wall and in take one. After that take, Connor says he remembers your granddad saying to him, uh, next time, maybe don't go so hard. And Connor was like mortified. <laughs> he was mortified. And he said to him, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. And then Ray said, no, 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 there's a tap behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> so he was being pushed into that. So that kind of leads us in a kind of a, a roundabouty, quirky way into talking about Fight Night. Yes, indeed. This is the 10th anniversary of this tour for you. I missed it the first time round, so I'm all agog to see it this time round. Tell me a little bit about the central character in this play. So it, it centres around Dan Coyle Jr., who is this, um, you know, like a talented enough uh, amateur boxer who comes from a long line of, of talented fighters, you know, dad, granddad, brother, an Olympic medalist. Uh, and he'd been promising enough at underage, but for a number of reasons, lets the training slip, bit fond of the gargle, chasing the girls, and, and kind of 
leaves the boxing ring behind. But then after the birth of his own son and son and kind of looking down at the generation now coming ahead of him, I suppose the generations come behind, decides it's time to make a comeback. And and that's what the story centers around. It's it's Dan's comeback fight. Um, getting back in the ring for this big fight night. A comeback from what? A comeback from a, from six years in the wilderness, yeah. maybe, and uh, and and being out of shape, and uh, as he kind of phrases it, you know, you know, bottles of bombers and watching United on the telly and kebabs and pizzas and whatever else, and then kind of decides, you know, it, I've now got this son to to be a role model for. Like, what what kind of a man do I want to be? What like there's a line that goes like, "You're dad, what kind of a fella are you?" And it's that thing that I guess has been a big issue for for a lot of Irish men over the last kind of particularly kind of 15 years that thing of like how do you, how do you define yourself uh like what what kind of a man are you what kind of a dad are you uh, and and it's so it's, it's the comeback it's the comeback kind of in in aid of that or kind mm. of towards that for this i know that it obviously there is the all the writing credits and stage credits but obviously there's also the boxing credits and you by all accounts for anything that i've read in terms of reviews of the show people are just raving about your performance in this and you give it all i mean how much training did you do for this show in terms of learning how to box was it completely new for you or was this um, something you dabbled in already? No, I mean I had I had no fighting background at all before mm. I started uh, rehearsals for the show. Uh, so that initial training camp ten years ago was like it was a full three month training camp um, of just total immersion and you know doing two a days and three a days training sessions to get it right because it, it's it was one of those things like I mean I was. I was an Andy enough guy player and so I kind of as we were looking at doing the show uh, initially we didn't have a sport selected for which one it would be and I kind of thought okay well the guy will be transferable to soccer or rugby or kind of a lot of sports but boxing is the one thing you can't fake because the footwork needs to be right the hands needs to be right so total immersion for three months uh, trained like crazy um, but then for, for this run of the show for the comeback ten years later I mean Talk about life imitating art. I had to do a nine month training camp to get back in shape for the tour. Oh my God. Uh, because because I, I had to cut six stone to get back in shape for the show. So it was uh it was kinda of using the lockdown to my advantage. Um lots of late night training sessions. But yeah, so it was a six stone weight cut overall, back in shape and what's kind of miraculous about it is I mean like the show is hugely physically demanding. Essentially it's an hour long boxing workout with the monologue woven through it. Um but I'm finding now that actually, you know, doing it, kind of doing it originally at 30 was one thing. Now in my 40s doing it. Um, but I'm, I'm finding that the show's taken less out of me this time around than it did first time around. I'm, I'm feeling much better on it. Are you basically saying so, Angus, that you're ripped at this stage? Is that it? I am an Adonis. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud, but I am a god. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I, I really am feeling great. It feels, it feels amazing to be back in, in kind of in great shape and uh, really enjoying doing the show. And it's, it's, it's landed so well with audiences. People are having a really great night out at the theatre with it. What's interesting there that I just picked up from when you said that when this play was in development first, because obviously, of course, comes from the whole background of Fish Amble, new writing and everything, that there wasn't a sport actually chosen at the beginning. The story of this man, this family, this fatherhood and what it means to be a man, to be a dad, what masculinity means in our world was the, obviously the kernel of it. And then you had to find a sport in which to explore that. Yeah, I mean, I, I decided I wanted to be an amateur sportsman, um, and so, but I was very open to what way we would go with it. And uh, Gavin Costick, who wrote it so brilliantly, uh, his dad was a fighter. I think his dad fought for for Trinity College, uh, and so Gavin was kind of was full sure we're we're going for boxing. And I 
desperately tried to convince him to tackle any other sport than boxing because I knew I couldn't fake it. I knew it would take the, the level of work that mm. it did. Um, and, and so I, I was desperately trying to talk him out to anything else. Uh, but no joy. He was sticking to his guns and boxing it was. You know, when it's, it's really interesting when you are working directly with the writer so closely, exploring the themes right from the very beginning and the whole concept of something like that. And when you want to kind of share what what is the message? What is the story you're trying to tell between the two of you then? So you, you really obviously had a big chance to have a big input into the character development of Dan. Yeah, and that, that was hugely important um, to me to, to, be, to be kind of the driving force behind it, kind of dreaming up the idea to begin with. Um, so I did, uh, I went away after I pitched it and, and once we decided we were going with boxing, I went away and did a huge amount of research um, with boxers, uh, specifically with Ushin Gail Forsfagen, uh, former Irish champ uh, and, and a local guy here um, for me and kind of got all that research done and then brought that back. But what was brilliant was once I handed that over, I mean, Gavin went away and every word of this play is Gavin's. Like, I, I, there was no time where I was sitting down at a typewriter or a laptop. Mm. Every word of it is his, but, but there's so much in it that almost kind of telepathically Gavin knew that I wanted to have in it that he included. Um, it's it's fascinating. And, and kind of much of the real brilliance uh, actually is in the idea of making Dan uh, a dad himself and looking down at the new generation and and, and you know how do you stand up for that? that? That was an element that I had never thought to include. That's all Gavin. And it, it really... Um, it really adds to the show. Now, brilliantly, kind of 10 years ago, when I first signed up to it, uh, my, my eldest was like two weeks old, and at two weeks old, I go, yes, this is fantastic. I'm a, I'm a parent now. I understand everything about fatherhood. I'll yeah. be great for this. Uh, <laughs> and in my naivety, that I would understand parenthood within two weeks. And so now, with an extra decade of being a dad, I'm going, ah, might have been a little naive 10 years ago on some of this. Hey, listen, aren't we all still learning? And that's the joy of it. <laughs> It is important to have that kind of reflection. And so if you're bringing 10 years of experience to it, well then, all the better. And you're bringing all that experience whilst basically constantly boxing and training on stage. Usually yeah, demanding. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's that well, that's the great thing though. The show itself is keeping me in shape as we keep it going yeah. on tour. So it's uh, you don't find the exercise to get the gym like doing the show itself. We we clocked it one day on the um, the Fitbit, and I burned more calories doing the show than I do in a one on one hour long boxing session with my coach. So it's uh, it's a demanding show. I guess, you know, one of the things that um, I've noticed from all of the reviews is every single reviewer, whether it was the Examiner, the Independent, the Irish Times, any of the local papers who have sent reviewers to wherever you've been already on tour with this, because you did go on tour in the autumn uh, before Christmas with this already. Every single one of them was just breathing um, excitement about the show, about the fact that we're practically in there in the ring with you, that you broke their hearts with this guy's story. So just to say that it's coming back to the Everyman is really, really exciting. Is it just for one night only? This is indeed for one night only. Yeah, uh, which is kind of like that, that's the magic of theatre. It is like a, you're, you're live in the room. They are sharing the story uh, with the audience. And it is that magical thing. You're either, you're either there or it's gone and I kind of, that's kind of what I really enjoy about the, the live element of theatre and obviously you know we're, we're grateful to be able to be on the road with this at all at the moment um, we're staying socially distanced and masked up and vaxxed uh, and, and within the curfew and whatever else so we're, but it is it, it, it's a one night only deal it's come down be there share this story uh, and and have and that's kind of the magic of it. I'm really enjoying you. You talk about the reviews and whatever else. I think people come come into it may be expected to be some kind of you know hyper masculine. Uh, this is a rocky thing, or we're all just fighting it. But it's it's a much more. 
uh, touching and emotional and heartwarming thing. It's, it's a much more kind of personal and emotional journey rather than it just being about this dude having a fight. But yes, for one night only, we're back at the Everyman. Uh, and I can't wait to, to share with audiences of Cork. This coming Thursday night, Angus Ogbeckinelli, thanks so much. No problem at all. Pleasure to talk to you. The play is called Fight Night. Uh, the curtain will go up at 6.30. It's just over an hour, so it'll all be done inside the curfew and everything like that. And booking is right now on the Everman Theatre website. Back after these. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House.
super sound there from Ivan Kerry Philpot. That particular track is called Overcome. And again, can't wait to hear what she comes out with over the course of this coming year. If you have tracks that you have recorded, mastered or written or whatever, then you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. I'm less active on Instagram. More of a Twitter and Facebook person, I have to say. Um, but you can also email me, elmarie.maw at 96fm.ie will get me straight through the programme as well. Now, Connor, we were chatting about what's coming up in the Everman Theatre on stage this week, but there is more theatre coming and on the way and heading places. Well, first of all, just to say what is actually heading places is a show that was in the Everyman. It was developed during lockdown. Um, Sophie Motley, the artistic director of the Everyman, said that she's absolutely thrilled that a piece of work developed during lockdown in such difficult circumstances has been able to have such an international life. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a one-man show written and performed by John McCarthy called City. And it was performed, as they say, from the inside out using 14 intersecting streets, three time periods and a stretch of bog in the Midlands. (laughs) And it has basically geographically transposed itself from Cork to New York. Fantastic. And that's the news that we're getting. City Takes New York was the headline. And it's part of the Origin Theatre Company's first Irish 2022 festival. And John himself said that he's just delighted to bring this work to audiences in New York City, the home of one of its main characters. I'm absolutely thrilled for John and I'm absolutely over the moon for Sophie Motley. I mean, like, to come into a theatre like the Everyman and to take over as artistic director in the middle of a global pandemic when she was also stuck in England finishing up a contract (laughs) with the previous company that she was working with and she had to wrap that up in lockdown and then begin artistically directing the Everyman in lockdown and I just think you know it's a phenomenal thing and I'm so delighted for her in her new role that this is now she's getting to walk the streets and put the stamp on stuff and, and send it out into the world it's so exciting now, just having a look around to see what else is happening in the theatre scene in Cork, if you get, go as far as the 3rd of February for three nights, 3rd, 4th and 5th of February, which isn't too far away, you can go to the Cork Arts Theatre, the CAT, and you can also go and catch a three-letter word, DNA. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dennis Kelly's play, which takes place in the darkness of an unnamed wood where a group of teenagers do something bad, really bad. And as tensions rise and friendships unravel, the group needs someone to take charge. But who do they trust? Who do they follow? So as an alpha emerges, their plan takes shape and they find that their cover-up unites them and brings harmony to their once fractious lives. It's described as a poignant and sometimes hilarious tale with a very dark heart. And it takes place, as I say, on the 3rd of February at 8 o'clock and the 4th and 5th of February at lunchtime, 1 o'clock and again in the evening at 8 o'clock. And it's a four-faced theatre company production for the Cork Arts Theatre coming in early February. Yeah, but only for three nights. Three so, nights as only. usual, you know, now, we used to have yeah. this kind of tradition in Cork around the city anyway, and yeah. I know Just definitely places in the county as well. <laughs> turn up and there'll be tickets on the door, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Or last minute. And it used to absolutely put the frighteners on theatre companies who were coming to Cork. You never know until the last minute what kind of an audience they were going to have. But now we've had to change our tune. You really do have to book ahead. And you have to go through the websites for most of them and, and book them uh, online so well worth doing that ahead. Check out the Cork Arts Theatre website. They haven't given us much of a season yet online, but that is what they are telling us is coming.
going up first yep. and well worth checking it out. Okay, going to go on to the next Cork track. I do hope you are enjoying all of our Cork singers, songwriters and musicians. You know you can text or WhatsApp us at any stage while we're on air. I forgot to say that to 0833 96, 96, 96. That's the text to WhatsApp all of the time. This is How I Became a Wave. I love this track. It's called Fading Out. Pool and puddles of hard one sleep. Smooth another song for keeps early mornings. Won't take the hint in the cupboard. See his face print. Fight like a robin and hide your belongings down with fading out. Touch the tabletop and breathe and breathe. Shant the sorrow. Freeze the silence. A sharp cold wind. A taste of violence. As the heat sets in. Fly like a magpie. Fight like a robin. And hide your longings down with.
so beautiful it's called fading out and that is from how i became a wave now remember pass on the word singers songwriters musicians composers every single genre we want to hear from you here on a sunday morning so you can um email me by clicking through the various pages and get, find your way to the arts house via the 96 fm and c103 websites now we had some great guests on the program this morning if you missed it catch the podcast it'll be up online later on especially if you're interested in the details of the things we were talking about earlier, for example. For instance, now, if you want to put your vision of Cork in 80, 80 years' time, or you know somebody who can do it, just go to the Engineers Ireland Cork website. So you'll find the links there and the entry dates and how to go about it. It's both for professionals and for students as well. There are two competitions there. The trip to The Hague at half eleven next Saturday morning, uh, where you can literally just go up from your armchair to one of the finest museums in the world takes place at half eleven next Saturday and it's come, it's brought to you by the Cork Decorative and Fine Arts Society so all you have to remember is DFAS that's all you have to remember and that'll get you there and don't forget about the Everyman One Man Show One Night Only Fight Night on Thursday night now if you want to visit the uh, Void Gallery in Derry if you are a person who is visually impaired then the next visually impaired seen unseen gallery visit is to Void Gallery in Derry on the 25th of February at half past two virtually but it's subject to health regulations if you're going to go along physically but overseas tactile packs are being sent out this week to ensure that they arrive on time. Participation is free of charge. If you would like to register all you have to do is email the artist Claire McLaughlin on email at gmail.com We'll be following up with Claire about that. But in the meantime we're going to head out with uh, Stephanie Rainey. This is a great track from her. She just had a baby before Christmas and I know she's getting ready for a tour starting in April with Cork Dates already booking. This is Question Mark. We'll be back next week. You were mine when we were younger Growing up drove us apart I still know your parents know Still my deepest scar But how come every time I see you I almost end up in your arms We were never really over Maybe you'll always be my question mark And I'm scared we'll both regret it when we're older Cause we know
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.